This is episode 188 of The Mystic Show. Yes, time to relax a little bit here. Let's take it down a notch. Hello there and welcome to the show. It's your pal Chris. Just hanging out here at the Mystic Show talking about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation, and consciousness, all kinds of deeper aspects of life. And these are the most important aspects of life, and we don't usually talk about them. So that's why I started this show several years ago, many years ago, more than three years ago now. And um, it's just been a great run, and I'm really happy a lot of you write me nice emails and It's just great to be on this journey with you all. The last, I think two out of the last three episodes, we had really good guests. And I don't have guests very often, but they were pretty special, as you can tell. If you haven't listened to that, go ahead, go back a few episodes. You'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, This show, I try to do it every Friday, as you're going to hear in the audio coming up. Uh, It's not easy to do a show and do it every Friday, (laughs) especially after 188 episodes. Anyway, I'm going to talk more about that later. Uh, Hopefully, I won't talk about it too much and and bore you. But this audio that I'm going to play you for this episode is me walking around a public park here in New Jersey. So I'm visiting New Jersey now, and the audio is from me just holding my digital recorder, walking around the park, talking about certain topics, which, you know, one of them is wisdom and practical wisdom. And then you have this word determination, spiritual determination. And believe it or not, I actually comment on the election, but not in a, you know, my my candidate's better than yours kind of a way. Uh, not like that at all. Actually transcending the election. Uh, and and talking about it that way, which is really helpful. And I'm I'm wondering. Well, I know I didn't like preach or anything because it's just really putting it into perspective. And I think that helps all of us. So enjoy this audio. And by the way, uh, if you haven't done so yet, you can get the pause your life. Uh, materials, the midweek pause materials. Every Wednesday we send out, it comes in an email, but we send you some materials so you can read them and pause every Wednesday in the middle of the week, in the middle of your week when it's crazy and you sort of, you might not be so centered. Well, you'll get an email every Wednesday morning with, with a nice quote, a nice picture, and a nice little excerpt from a book or something. It's not a lot, but it's powerful and doesn't cost you anything. So go to pauseyourlife.org. Pauseyourlife.org. Go all the way down to the footer. You'll see it down there. There's a lot in the footer, actually. Maybe too much. <laughs> so many links and resources, and you know, you can download the 
relax with roomy audio, so many things. All right, well, I'm going to play this audio now, and I hope you enjoy it. Well, I am here at Hacklebarney Park, and I'm actually just left the car, and I'm walking up this little trail next to a picnic table, and then into this field, and this is a park that my wife and I came to quite often. It's nice. It has a lot of trails. It's very hilly, and there's a river that cuts through. Well, there's actually one tributary and then one main river, which is down below. But I thought we would just uh, take a little walk here today for the Mystic Show. I have to admit that recording a Mystic Show every week is very difficult. Because it's such a natural process for me. Uh, You know, there are podcasters that they can record, you know, seven or eight episodes in a row and then release them one per week over the next seven or eight weeks. And when you do that, which is called batching, when you batch your episodes like that, you're able to sort of stockpile a lot of episodes. So you always have episodes to put out every week. But the way I produce the Mystic Show is not like that. I actually don't stockpile anything. I do it in a more natural way. Every week I come up with an idea of what I want to talk about. Or sometimes I have guests, as you know. Um, When I have a guest, it's a lot easier. Because I just, I know the topic and I know what to ask the guest. But when it's just me, it's a little difficult. And, well, it's not difficult, but it takes time to come up with the topics and... It has to flow naturally. Like there's a lot of times I, I I have time and I want to record a mystic show. But and I have maybe one small topic I want to talk about, but it's not enough for a whole episode. And so what do I do? Do I make a 8-minute show or it's it's because I don't want to put out episodes that are Just like this one. This this episode is me talking. Me walking around Hackle Barney talking. And it's sort of rambling, but probably not really exactly rambling. I mean, I know I have points that I want to make. And, you know, it might come out really good. It's kind of like you can you can almost imagine that you're taking a walk beside me in the woods, on a trail. Um, But I can't do that every week. (laughs) If I did that every week, the show would be horrible. It 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 would be like an audio blog for me, where it's just me talking about whatever. And I really... I mean, that's okay. A lot of, a lot of shows are like that. But I, I've always wanted the Mystic Show to be special and valuable and deeper 
you know, really get into things more deeply instead of just on the surface. So it's very difficult for me. Again, because it's a natural process and it's like uh, painting. If, if you had to do a painting every week, you know, for a month you might be able, you might have some ideas and you might be able to make a painting every week. But there's going to come a week where you sit down at the blank canvas and you have either you have no ideas or you're not inspired or you just, you don't feel like painting. <laughs> And that's natural because you're not supposed to paint on such a rigid, regular schedule. I mean, sometimes it might happen that way, but not always. So that's how it is with the Mystic Show. Oh, there's a lot of birds around here. So by the way, I'm in New Jersey. Don't know if I mentioned that. Um, I took a trip back here for Thanksgiving and to see some family and uh, my brother's having surgery, so wanted to be here for that, support him for that. And, uh, and so I drove across the country. Everyone's like, why are you driving? Why don't you just fly? Well, I actually like driving. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. The reason I drove is because... I actually, I mean, I'm, I have my own business, right? So I need to be, I have sessions booked. And so if I flew to New Jersey, I would only be able to stay for, let's say a week or maybe even less. And then I'd have to fly back. But if I drove and I took, if I brought half my studio with me, then I can stay for three weeks or three and a half weeks and I can set up a little small studio at my parents' house and I can do my sessions. I don't have that many sessions. I can conduct my recording sessions from my mom's house and do my business and then be able to stay in New Jersey and see, see a lot of my friends and family. So that's what I did, but it's not a short drive. It's 20, probably 27 hours in the car, like driving 75, whatever, 80 miles an hour. So it took, I did it over three days and you know, driving is a funny thing. I always, or I should say very often, I feel like I want to write a book about all the analogies between life and driving. Because so many aspects of driving a car, it seems like it's reflected in life. Actually, one of the biggest ones is being considerate. You know, in America, especially the Northeast, Everybody just lives their life with their head down, pretty much. Again, I'm I'm generalizing, but you get the idea. Uh, most people just live their lives with their heads down. 
they don't talk to anybody they don't talk to their neighbors they just live their life they just walk by each other they don't say hello yeah, I mean that's one of the things that pretty much shocked us when we went to Colorado the first few times is you walk into a store and someone who's walking out of the store says hi <laughs> and smiles and it's it's kind of like almost shocking anyway um, this idea of being considerate of others so whatever you're doing like let's say right now I'm walking on this little trail next to this little a bunch of picnic benches here in the park and let's say it was a nice sunny day in the summer and there's a family that comes into it sets up at one of these tables and they're having like a picnic lunch and let's say they bring a radio and they start playing really loud music and everybody around them really doesn't want to hear the music that loud or maybe they don't like the type of music or something and someone around them might ask them hey could you turn down the music and somebody might say no this is no um this is what i want to do i want to play my music so that's being inconsiderate. So a lot of times we live our lives, we, we just live, we're very selfish and we just focus on ourselves and we really don't even care or we don't even really notice the effect that our actions have on other people. We don't really care. We just do whatever we want and that's it. So, you know, when you're driving, you're on a highway, it's the same thing. Certain people drive as if they're the only people on the road. And they literally, they'll stay in the left lane and they won't move over. And, and you know, it, it's just inconsiderate. It's just, you're not understanding that you're part of a system. And it's a human system. It's people living with people. Or people driving with people. And everybody wants to have a nice life. Everyone wants to be happy and enjoy life. And, you know, uh, have the things that they need. You know, as far as material possessions and, and all these things. But when we're inconsiderate, you basically... <laughs> you basically piss off the people around you. And then... You're not very likable. So it's, and it just comes from selfishness. It's just a habit. And I think driving is the same thing. People just learn to drive. They, they're on a highway. They don't care. They just want to drive really slow in the left lane. And they don't even look behind them. They don't care. And then if you pull up behind them and you flash your lights and like saying that, hey, I want to pass you, move over. And they, they don't move over. Or they get angry at you. <laughs> you know? They're the ones who are driving poorly. And you want to drive. You just want to keep driving. And they get mad at you. So it's very strange. Um, I guess that's the way the world is. Because out of all my years of driving. And all my years of honking at people. And flashing them. and It doesn't matter. No, it just doesn't have any effect. <laughs> So being considerate, being considerate, 
I think civilizations that have been around for a long time, like let's say India and China and in the, in the Far East like that, I think they are more considerate just through habit and over time because they have limited resources. They have to think about each other. It's more of a community-minded society where, yes, you can have what you want, but, you know, we all have to have, we all have to have things <laughs> to live our lives. So, but here in America, it's kind of like the land of selfishness, the land of I want what I want, and you get your own. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's the way it is. That's the attitude of many people, but um, that's not a very spiritual attitude. I mean, think about it. Does God does God help one person more than another? Does God favor anyone? No. God just is. God provides for everything and everybody and that's it. It's up to us to live our lives. So God is considerate to all. God is not inconsiderate to anybody. So driving, I'll never, I'll probably never write that book, this big book about how life is like driving and just give all the examples and, you know, everything. There's so many analogies. I, I, I literally at least 20 really strong analogies that I've thought of over the years, but I'll probably never write that book because, uh, again, time and effort. So then after I arrived in New Jersey, that's when the election day happened. And I was visiting my good friends Ralph and Carolyn Rivera uh, on election day. And then, of course, that night, the results started to come in. And, you know, the whole thing with the election happened and is still happening, unfortunately. And it just, again, maybe this is the theme of what I'm talking about today, is this selfishness, this, uh, well, you know, the election was very emotional, and it still is. And there's many, many reasons for that. And I'm not going to talk about the election at all. Uh, I'm not a Democrat or Republican or anything. I don't, I, I'm just me. That's all. And, um, and I voted third party because I don't think third parties are um, represented enough. I think the two-party monopoly is not good. Um, but of course, me voting third party, just basically that vote didn't mean anything in, in the results of the election. But that's uh, what I wanted to do. And so, but other people... Most people are just, they're either Democrat or Republican and they're fighting with the other side. And it has gotten very emotional and very silly and stupid and immature um, on both sides, all around. And look, that's what it is. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not 
condemning anyone. I mean, look, that's what it is. That's the political climate in the United States. That's what it is, and okay, fine. Um, the question is how to move forward. And, of course, with a whole huge majority of people that are just being emotional and not thinking or not, you know, not wanting to understand really what's happening as far as the political system and how things work and how change can be brought about. Um, it just became, you know, people picked their favorite team and then they stuck with their team. It's like football teams. It's like, oh, this is my team. And okay, maybe this year they suck, but they're still my team. And politics and the future of a country shouldn't be like that. <laughs> so you're just voting for a team. You're not voting for the best person. It doesn't make sense. So it's, it's been difficult for me to see a lot of these things on social media and people being crazy, you know, both ways. And, you know... Of course, me, I want to maybe make a comment or elevate the conversation out of the gutter and talk about real change. But it's difficult because when you... When you're the person in the room who wants to transcend, for instance, in this case, the two parties, like, let's talk... Let's not talk about one versus the other. Let's rise above all the parties and talk about things what we need, what can be done, how we can do it. That's, you're not very popular. <laughs> because again, people have their team and they don't want to hear it. They, they, it's like, most people are not, in, it, I think they're intelligent enough, but they're not willing to go deeper into issues. They want to stay on the surface and they want to yell and scream and that doesn't work. It doesn't doesn't create ch proper change. It doesn't do anything except prolong this stupid binary fight between Republicans and Democrats. And that's what the Republicans and Democrats want you to do. They want you to keep fighting like an idiot. Because what they don't want is for a th someone who's real someone who's really a good person to come in and from maybe probably from third party and become president anyway so the point is we always have to look deeper we always have to try to be more intelligent we have to try to elevate our consciousness because you probably know the famous quote from Einstein you know whatever level of thought or consciousness you were at when you created a problem you can't solve the problem from that same level of consciousness you have to rise above it to solve the problem so this this applies to politics and of course I'm, this isn't a political show and I'm not really talking about politics because honestly I don't really care that much. I don't think any of it makes that big of a difference. Um, 
my <laughs> my political standing is just live your own life do the right things figure out what you want and then go get it and that's it and that's it and okay there's obstacles but okay there's obstacles for everybody are there more obstacles for some people maybe but still just go do it if you do it and just go do it with the right attitude people will help you you'll achieve it period end of conversation no whining needed so uh, and, and so that's the political example I'm bringing up but how does that apply to your spiritual life so spiritually speaking a lot of times we can get stuck uh, on more superficial levels of spirituality you know things that feel good or spiritual food this food is divine and I don't know what else and there's nothing wrong with all that but the spiritual journey is a journey of going deeper that's the journey go deeper go deeper go deeper so if you're not if you're just staying at one level then you're not making any progress as a human being the only way we can raise our consciousness and tap into that divinity that's within our hearts is to go deeper okay so what is going deeper well there's a zillion ways to go deeper you just have to figure it out for yourself and go do it but it starts with the determination determination is a big word in spirituality and really in any endeavor any journey right how determined are you to reach your goal I mean seriously just that's a question you can ask yourself and be honest how determined are you you know some people say they want to be a millionaire they want to earn a million dollars well how determined are you to earn a million dollars well eh, I don't you know I'm trying well saying that oh I'm trying is a lot different than yes I'm gonna do it nothing's gonna stop me I'm a thousand percent determined and I don't even have time to talk to you anymore because I need to get out there and start earning my million dollars <laughs> now that's determination and our determination is almost like the fuel or the you know the push that pushes us toward the goal so spiritually speaking it starts with the goal what is the goal is your goal to feel better is your goal to go do some physical yoga and be able to be more flexible is your goal to lose 10 pounds I mean for some people these are their spiritual goals right but for someone like me most of those goals are not spiritual at all because spirituality has to do with consciousness and God whatever that means you have to find out and transcendence uh, Charaji says that spirituality is the art and science of remembrance 
and what are we remembering? Our true nature, our original home, the love in our heart, whatever way you want to frame it or see it, you probably see it all those ways. So the goal is the beginning of spirituality. You have to set your goal, right? Without that, then you're just, you're dabbling. You're doing a little of this, little of that. Okay, might be fun, might feel good. Okay, fine. That's not a problem. You can do that for the rest of your life. However, if you want to make some serious strides in the field of spirituality, then you have to aim higher and you have to have the determination to achieve that. And the the rewards are the rewards are so many <laughs> that it is so worth it. I mean, that's why people who you know, true spiritual seekers who have progressed on the path and they start teaching others, that's why they teach others. And they usually teach it for free. So if someone's teaching you and it's not free, then that's a red flag. But people who have achieved something or changed their life or jumped up a few levels in consciousness, they want to teach it to others and they want to do so for free. They just want to do it. Why? Because of what they've experienced, what they've achieved. You know, the... the the difference in the level of consciousness that they're experiencing is so great that they say, my God, we have to, other people need to feel this or experience this. And therefore they devote either their entire life or at least part of their life to teaching it to others. So one of those benefits is just transcending all this worldly stuff. Like for instance, the election, (laughs) So when I say I don't really care, I mean, of course I care to a certain extent. I don't want people to be unhappy. I I want everyone to be prosperous in America. I, I want all that, of course. But when I say I don't care, I don't care to get in this fight, this silly, emotional, uh, vehement disagreement with people name calling and all that. Like I don't, uh, that just doesn't interest me at all. So now why I can definitely say it's because, well, really two things. Number one is that like the serenity prayer, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So I can change, what can I change in an election? I can change my vote. So that's it. I can vote. Can I change other people's minds? No. Can I change anything else? Not really. (laughs) Uh, So why would I get all emotional and crazy about things that I can't change? I can vote. I can change my vote. I can say, oh, I want to vote for this person. And then I can change my mind and say, you know what? I want to vote for that person. So 
what you can control and what you can't control, we have to understand that, you know, the wisdom to know the difference. We need to understand that wisdom. People who have that wisdom don't get sucked into this, this silly, violent argument, which is not even, they're not even arguing the real points and the issues. They're just name calling. Wise people don't get involved in that. They just don't. They don't participate. So that's one reason I'm not participating. I'm not saying I'm a wise person. I'm saying hopefully someday I'll be a wise person. Um, the other thing is spiritual practice. When you practice meditation and spirituality enough and you have a really high-level teacher, you know, a master of caliber, and you make some serious progress on the road of spirituality... It puts all these worldly things into perspective. It, it doesn't mean that the election doesn't exist. It just means that I put it into perspective. Or a spiritual person will put it into perspective. That's all. Give it its proper meaning. Don't give it too much meaning. Don't give it too little meaning. Give it its proper meaning. And the only way to do that is, again, to transcend it and look down on it. Look down on it, meaning not, not as if it's something bad, but as if you're above and you can see the entire thing. And you can see what's next to it. You know, the example of, you know, let's say you were in a city, in New York City, and you, you're standing on the street. You can see one street and maybe you can see one side street. And you can see some cars driving on those streets. But if you were to be raised up a thousand feet off the ground. Then you can see many streets. You can see all kinds of cars on different streets. You can even see one car on one street. That's moving toward an intersection. And another car on another street that's moving toward the same intersection. You can even tell that they're going to crash before they crash. And the only reason you can see that they're going to crash is because you're, you're transcended. You're above that level. You're above that plane. So when we raise our consciousness, we're able to see <laughs> so much more on that plane. So the people who are going nutty, arguing and protesting and being violent about this election, they're still on that plane. The opportunity before each one of us, the opportunity that's available to each one of us, is to rise above that plane and then see it for what it really is, then put it in the right perspective in our own mind so it doesn't drive us crazy, and then act accordingly. I mean, this is what wise people do. And you wouldn't be listening to this show if you weren't a wise person in training like me. <laughs> right? So I'm really happy that I'll be able to attend the Pause Your Life meeting in New Jersey this coming Friday.
Well, actually, this recording should be published Friday morning. So Friday evening, I'll be attending the Pause Your Life meetup in northern New Jersey. See all my old friends. It's only been about a year and three months since my wife and I moved to Colorado Springs. Um, It kind of feels like longer. I don't know. Depends depends what mood you're in as to how long ago it feels. (laughs) But it's going to be really special to be with everybody. Um, Actually, the day before I left Colorado, I did something pretty cool. I'll tell you about it. I, I went to look at this property that was 555 acres and this this was a huge property holy mackerel like it had its own roads (laughs) it had like a a small road system within itself that's how big it was um so what we're doing with pause your life one of the things we're doing is we're looking for some property in colorado where we can begin having retreats and I'm really excited about that, how it might start. So, you know, there's many different types of retreats you can attend. And by the way, the reason you might want to attend a retreat is because literally you can, on one retreat, let's say you go on a retreat for five or six days, you can literally bump your consciousness up one level or two, or more, whatever, uh, right there on the retreat. So literally, you'll go back to your life. You'll at least be one level higher, one level wiser. I mean, that's serious. I mean, think think about what effect that has on your life. It's crazy. And the effect you can pass on to your family and friends and your kids, it's crazy. Anyway, we're going to... Eventually, we we want a really nice big retreat center with, you know, a big lodge and, you know, permanent structures and cabins and, you know, the whole thing where people can come and really be in nature and be very secluded and really relax. I mean, look, Pause Your Life is just about relaxing and just almost not doing anything, just doing the minimal. And enjoying nature and and letting the space of nature, letting that help you expand your own consciousness. Um, Our retreats are definitely not going to be like, go skiing on our retreat or or go scuba diving on a retreat. Like, no, no, there's no, there's nothing like that. (laughs) This, you, you can go on vacation and you can have all the fun you want. Uh, a, A retreat is for a different purpose and when you're clear on that you'll be able to make the most of it so and eventually we want to have a nice big retreat center with permanent structures but initially we might just have to buy a good piece of land and have temporary structures so so in the beginning, our retreats may be, and this is an idea for now. Don't, this hasn't been decided. I mean, this is unfolding. Let's see how it unfolds. But one of my ideas was that the initial retreats that we have can almost be like camping, but like comfortable camping. 
where you're really close to nature, but you still have a nice place to sleep. You still have a nice bathroom. You know, you have the the bare necessities of modern day comfort. Not too comfortable, but comfortable enough. And and yet you're in nature and you're on a retreat. So I, I've been mentioning that idea to many people, and they love the idea because we know the closer we are to nature, the the faster we get cleaned off and the faster we can, you know, calm our mind down and just really calm everything down. And then, and then once that happens, we can take a step up in consciousness. So we're looking at land and that's going to require some fundraising. It's for me, it's a really, it's almost like fun. It's almost like a fun journey. Uh, Although there's going to be a lot of work to be done but you know again pause your life from the beginning it it just happened naturally it has grown naturally and people really love it and it's really helping so many people in many different ways so our goal was never to become some big corporation and blah 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 our goal was let's let's do what we should be doing Helping people pause, creating an atmosphere for real growth. And that's it. (laughs) Um, So hopefully we're able to do that. And, you know, if it unfolds, you know, let's see how it unfolds. I know my wife and I are going to be putting a lot of effort into it. And if, if it's meant to be... If we're meant to have a nice big retreat center and all that, then it'll happen. If if it's not time yet, then <laughs> then it won't happen. Then all my efforts will probably feel very frustrating and all that, and then we'll know. Then we'll know that okay, maybe it's not supposed to happen right now and and and, and who knows it might actually happen differently than we plan as well. Right? You can start off with the plan and as you move towards it, Something big changes and a different road opens up. So that's nature. That's nature. That is spontaneity. We don't know what's going to happen. We can't force our own will onto nature all the time. Sometimes you can, but a lot of times you can't. So, I mean, if, if there's a river you know, that starts to be formed on your property and that's where the water flows naturally and that's where nature, that's where just the river is there. It's appearing. I, who are you going to argue with? <laughs> who are you going to, are you going to look up at the sky and say, God, please take this river off my property? No way. It's just nature. It rains, water flows. It goes somewhere. Wherever it goes, it goes. that's a river (laughs) or a creek so I am trying to be very open to that the natural flow of nature and I don't want to look I spent the first 31 years of my life trying to dictate to the world what I wanted to achieve and it it was very frustrating and very disappointing and that's actually what drove me to spirituality. So now 
I'm trying to go the other way where, yes, I have ideas, I have plans, I have a vision, and I'm going to move towards it. But nature, nature is almost like my partner. He's, nature's the bigger partner. <laughs> I'm the smaller partner. So, and I like that. I like that because I'm not emotionally invested in pause your life becoming some big, huge corporation. I'm not. I mean, if it dwindles down to nothing over the next year and just goes away, okay. I mean, so what? Okay, fine. If that's, if, if, if it's not meant to happen, if it's not serving people, then it goes away. Okay, fine. I'm not going to let it ruin my life. <laughs> I mean, my wife and I are still going to somehow be involved with retreats and spirituality and all that. Somehow. So, anyway, that's a big lesson I learned in my life. And certainly back then, for the first 31 years, I, I couldn't see that. I couldn't see it because I hadn't transcended it yet. I hadn't risen above it yet. But now that I've risen above it, I see that. So, so what in your own life, what are some aspects of your life that have unfolded naturally or maybe a plan you had that changed a little bit because things changed? And were you, were you open to the change? Were you able to change your plan to cooperate with nature? Or did you resist it? Did you fight it? So yeah, the temperature, I think it's low 60s, but the sun is out a little bit. And uh, I'm just wearing a t-shirt and I'm walking real slow. It's, pre- it's very nice. Very nice, but the weather and the, like, the plants and trees are so different from Colorado. Well, well, Colorado, well, Colorado Springs is considered the high desert. So it's, you know, more than 6,000 feet above sea level. And here in New Jersey, the altitude, or the the elevation above sea level here where I am is probably, oh, I don't even know, 600 or 800 feet, maybe. So it's pretty much sea level. And it's fall, right? Today is what? November 14th. It's Monday, November 14th that I'm recording this. And it's fall here and there's, even the trees are different. In Colorado, there's not as many types of trees and the leaves are different and there's a lot more pine trees especially up on the mountains but one of the trees that i really like are the aspens the aspen tree it actually can only grow above about 6000 feet so below 6000 feet the aspen trees can't grow um we have a couple on our property and when you go up into the mountains, you'll see some more aspen trees. And I actually recorded a previous episode about aspen trees and banyan trees. And it was all about the roots and how they grow. And it's pretty fascinating. 
I think it was called Aspens and Banyans. What was that episode? I don't know the number. And that brings up another point that if for some reason a, one you know another Friday comes along and I do not publish a new episode on that Friday, let's say I there's nothing new that comes out, you can always go back and listen to you know one of the other 187 episodes that that I've done. Uh, I I don't think many people have actually listened to all the episodes. I know there's a few people who have. They are the the Mystic Show diehards. They they have listened to every single episode, and and usually they didn't start from the beginning. Maybe they found the show at around episode sixty or eighty, and then. They sort of went back to episode one and just binge listened to the whole thing. Um, I've read books. I've read several books, at least three or four books, from front to back. Um, of course, I broke it out into into episodes. So each episode is, you know, normal length, pretty much. So you can look back at one of those. You can, you know, listen to one, listen to me read one of those books, or you can just. Go back and browse any episodes and, and listen. I'm actually a little stuffed up. I don't know if you can hear. I'm a little nasally. I guess that I also want to say that I'm really grateful to so many people who have helped me along my journey, including the great masters and including my wife and my family and everybody, my friends, you, um... I, you know, I started the Mystic Show because I really thought that this type of conversation should be happening. And that's all. I didn't start it to make money or to become a celebrity or anything like that. And that's still the purpose of the show. (laughs) There's no money happening. There's nothing. It's just me talking and doing some interviews and trying to have this conversation, the deeper conversation, because I know how much it helps, and and I've been helped so much from others, and I really just want to take a moment to appreciate that. And that's part of the reason Pause Your Life exists, is to share that, share what my wife and I have learned and because obviously there's so much that it cannot can never be encapsulated into a podcast you know all my journeys my 10 trips to india you know three trips to denmark all kinds of traveling staying in ashrams and being overseas i mean it's just i don't know it just proves to me that when you put in the effort and the time and the money, uh, it's so worth it. It's just so worth it. There's no way that I ever could have grown this much without all that. And I would, there's no question, I wouldn't change anything. In fact, I might do more. I might take more trips. So if you're thinking about going somewhere or taking a trip or 
you know, practicing spirituality a little more seriously, just do it. I mean, there's, you will never regret it. It's not possible to regret it. <laughs> You'll always get so much more than you put in. And there will be so many people around you that can help you. And that will enrich your life. And having that quality of life and that quality of consciousness, that's what life's about. It's not about quantity. It's not about money and the car you drive and all that. It's about your serenity, really. And beauty. So, if you haven't yet, you can go to pauseyourlife.org and you can sign up for the midweek pause emails. Actually, just go to the footer. If you go to the footer of that website, pauseyourlife.org, there's a bunch of cool links. Just check out all the cool links. I, there were so many cool links on the website, I didn't know where to put them. So I just put them all in the footer, right at the very bottom of the of all the pages, actually, but the homepage. So go to pauseyourlife.org, go all the way down, and just click. You can get on our email list. You can download a copy of Relax with Rumi. You can check out the Byways of Blessedness book. There's so much there. So... Thank you for listening. And just as the sun shines, always, there's a divine light in your heart feeding you with love always. So any moment in your life, you can stop and pause and just appreciate that fact that that divine light is energizing you and animating you and loving you every moment period so until next time keep shining